Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, Life Uncloseted family, it is time once again for another episode of Life Uncloseted. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and I know sometimes some of you are just struggling to go, Rick, how do we live that life uncloseted? How do we dump those fears, face those excuses, and tell those excuses to go running away so that we can get rid of them and really, truly step out to live our life the way we really want to do it? Well, sometimes you just got to go do a little test run or take a test or see what you can do. And if you hop over to nofearsnoexcuses.com, you will come to the unapologetic life assessment where you can kind of start the process. There'll be a few little uh, videos you'll get from me that talk through this and hopefully it'll start to get you some answers. So enough promotion about what I have, but I always want to like throw that to everybody to make sure that, Hey, if you're struggling, you got it. Now let's jump into where we're going today with the show. So I love it when I find a guest who really truly fits the epitome of what it means to live your life uncloseted. And for some of us, to be where this guest is, we would say, I just can't do this. There's just no way I can thrive or survive. And I love, love, love what Tyler Schrenk is doing here because he is an amazing guy. I'm not going to get into too much about what he does, but he has found a way to take a true challenge and adversity in his life, make it work, be inspiring other people, and moving himself forward to really live his life uncloseted in the circumstances that he has been dealt. So, Tyler, it is time for you to finally say hello to the audience. I'm so glad to have you here, man. Uh, thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, really excited. Uh, you know, the idea of living your life on closeted, uh, it resonated with me when you brought it up because I always had a hard time, you know, how do I explain what I've been through as someone mm-hmm. who's paralyzed from the neck down, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what what would living the life uncloseted look like for me? And right. it really, the words set in with me thinking, you know what? Like I am not the 26 year old, you know, big, strong, good looking dude anymore. I'm in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I still identify with that person. And mm-hmm. over years it, I needed to accept that, Hey, I am a quadriplegic now. I'm not that same guy. Yeah. And I need to come out of my own personal closet and really accept what I'm going through and what my life is going to be like going forward to mm-hmm. move forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a real acceptance and understanding of who you are was something I struggled with. But yeah, you know. and you just you just put it so beautifully because that is truly what I see living a life in closet is all about. Whether it's about your orientation, whether it's about being a quadriplegic, whether it's about owning a company that's going under. And I know these are all quote unquote sounding really negative, but sometimes you got to accept the closet that, Hey, I'm got everything going on and I'm just, I'm not happy, you know? And so sometimes it's like the closets can really surprise us or the closets can be, I'm really happy. And you know, I just want to make sure that I keep it going, but I'm not sure how I keep that happy going. That can be a really simple closet. So again, I'm so glad you're here. You've already alluded to the fact that you're quadriplegic and 
and that you're a good, handsome young guy. And so I'm sure people are going, okay, but let's get to the story. So sure. really what, what went down for you, man? I mean, right. I know, I know the way you like to describe it, so I'm not going to steal the thunder on it, but um, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory here? Right. Yeah. So February 12th, 2012 i had was out playing a round of golf with a friend of mine and we decided the loser of this round of golf would have to jump in lake washington uh it's just a lake here out in the seattle area even though it was freezing cold and in the middle of the winter so kind of just stupid crazy bet um Mm -hmm. you know make the round a little more fun um right as you're probably guessing as a quadriplegic i did not win that bet (laughs) so um i ended up jumping in the lake and when I dove in, I crushed my spine, which left me paralyzed from the neck down. And, you know, many years of struggles followed that. You know, anything from breathing on my own was no longer possible. I was ventilator dependent, which is essentially just a tube that breathes for you. Um, you, know, you know, I lived in my dad's living room. I wasn't living on my own anymore. You know, I was 28 years old. Uh, living in my dad's living room and it was difficult. I didn't know, you know, what I was, who I was, what my life was going to be like going forward. And I really thought I had lost everything. You know, this to me, life was over. And what I found out is what I lost that day really isn't as much as I may have gained. So before my injury, I was super active growing up. Everything in my life was about playing sports, um, you know, running around the city, terrorizing things, you know, at nightclubs with a bunch of other guys in their mid twenties. And, you know, I thought I had it all then. And, you know, my focus was entirely physical. I didn't have to use my brain really for anything. I worked construction and I worked at a Costco warehouse And for me to succeed, all I needed to do was work hard and be in good shape. I didn't need to think. I didn't need to be good at a computer. I didn't need to learn. Um, But after my injury, I found out that, hey, even though you can't use your body anymore, you can use your mind. And that's where things started to change for me. And the kind of catalyst for me using my mind was a friend of mine donating me a Microsoft Surface tablet that allowed me to control my computer just by voice. And up until that point, I knew it was possible to control a computer, but it just, the circumstances weren't right for me. Either it took up too much room in this tiny little living room I was living in, or I just wasn't motivated, you know? I mean, I don't know if I want to do this. I watch TV. That's what Tyler is now, a TV watcher. And I remember that day like it is yesterday. It was like the clouds parting that were hovering above me saying, you can't do anything. All you can watch, all do is watch TV started to separate. And it was like a light of, hey, man, like you can do this. Like there's still things you can do on your own. I mean, if I can go into my computer and even do something as simple as just look at baseball blogs because I love baseball. um, That's something you can do on your own. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. I'm doing something without the assistance of someone, which for years, everything I did required assistance, even watching television. Um, You know, I'd be watching the Olympics. And after, I don't know, let's guess, let's say snowboarding's over. 
well, if ice skating comes on next, that's what Tyler's going to watch. You know, I became an ice skating expert at 28. Another thing I didn't expect. So I just felt like a burden on my family because I required assistance for everything, um, you know, and so that was life. But this technology started to change it. And after I figured out I can control a computer by voice, I figured out that I can control a television by voice. So I actually got to watch things I wanted to watch, um, control my lights by voice, you know, really anything. I, you know, could be independent in my environment again, which was huge for me. I mean, it was just the idea of doing anything independently was a big deal. Like, I mean, even if I would have just been controlling light bulbs, that would have been huge for me, you know, anything. And that kind of just got things started for me. I realized that, you know, there's a ton you can do here. And while you can't go to the gym and work out your body, you can work out your mind. Um, you know, I started seeing a therapist. I started reading books on communication because I have to manage a care team of individuals who take care of me. And, you know, just a lot of learning and growing and strengthening the muscle of the mind became something that I found really fulfilling. Um, it wasn't something I ever bothered with before my injury. So in some ways I lost everything, but in other ways I gained everything. And um, yeah, it was just a big change from there. I started a nonprofit foundation called the TSF, which educates, provides, and trains individuals of how to use technology to be more independent. Because I thought to myself, you know, this is a rocket science. You know, these consumer products now are meant for convenience for like Rick or whoever in the audience. Well, for me, they create my whole independence. And, well, why not pass on this knowledge? And why not help others do this? Because it made a huge difference in my life. Plus, it's something I enjoy. I enjoy the problem solving of thinking to myself, how are you going to get water when you're by yourself for eight hours? Well, it's right. pretty easy. You just mount some water bottles on the windowsill. but it may not always be the first thing you think of. Um, right. And so just passing on that knowledge to individuals, it's been incredibly fulfilling. And, you know, that's kind of taken me into wanting to get into public speaking with my public speaking coach, Rick, there. Mm -hmm. um, helped yeah. me a ton. And um, it, it's been an interesting journey to work with you. So Tyler just, you know, kind of alluded to this, where, how we met was he's in an, uh, another group that I work for another company, helping people develop their public speaking skills as well as their business. And, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, okay, yeah, he, here we go. Here's another, you know, quadriplegic or somebody with a disability there coming on stage to right. speak. And yet, when the story begins to unfold, it's not just about the inspiration. It's like, okay, but this, this is also happening to you, whether you truly have a spinal injury or not. There's something in your life, everybody in the audience, that no longer is actually working for you. Mm -hmm. And you might as well be sitting in a wheelchair paralyzed from the neck down. And the thing that I find so powerful about the way you have taken your life and started to literally uncloset it, and I love what you shared about, wow, this is no longer who I am, and what I lost really wasn't the most important stuff. It's what you gained. Is every time I have a guest or we work through a coaching program with someone who's coming out of whatever their closet is, and obviously a lot of times it's the sexuality closet, it's the what they gain that they didn't even see coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's like the light bulb moment. It's like, I never thought I would actually 
appreciate that piece. And then suddenly there they are. There's this thing that's just shown up. So for you, there was a something you just kind of dropped in here that I think is really one of the key critical pieces of you managing a team of caretakers that it takes to have you have around you to move through life. So what did that do? Just that to me would be like a frustration and then, oh my God, I can't do this without them. Talk a little bit about what that had to do to really like, you had to release some stuff there. I'm quite sure like, okay, I'm like, I can do anything I want. And now fuck my entire life is dependent on other people. Yeah. It was a a struggle. I mean, you know, as I touch on my story before, I didn't have to use my mind for anything. And communication is a big part of how we all live. How we communicate Mm -hmm. with people is incredibly important. And I had spent no time or energy trying to learn how to communicate. And after a while, I kept thinking to myself, well, why don't these caretakers do what I want to do? Is it not obvious that they need to do this right now? You know, like, why can't they figure it out? And what I realized is the only person I can control is me. I can't control mm-hmm. that other person. I can, right. But I can control how I react to them. I can control yeah. how I communicate them. And in the big picture, we're all just trying to live a good life and do what we can. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought to myself, well, why can't they get it? I go, well, wait a minute. W- what's going on here? Well, what if I learn how to actually communicate with people so I can express my needs to them? And when all of your needs have to be taken care of by someone else, you get put in a position where you have to make a change or, you know, you aren't going to get what you want. And, you know, that led to me reading books about communication, which I now use in my life, you know, running a business with employees. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to be upfront with them, let them know what I expect. Um, Hey, you're not going to get paid for travel time, but I will reimburse you for gas. Before my injury, maybe I would just wouldn't say anything and wait until, you know, it popped up. Hey, where's my check for my travel time? Mm -hmm. Well, if I don't communicate that up front, then, you know, you kind of set yourself up for a difficult conversation. It's going to be much more difficult in conflict than Mm -hmm. it would be, you know, having maybe like a kind of difficult conversation up front. Right. And, you know, kind of like what you touched on is, you know, I try to, in my story, explain to people that, you know, we're all going to have setbacks in our life. And, you know, at the time they may feel like they're the end of the world, but inherently as humans, we have an incredible ability to adapt. And, you know, I kind of have a rule for myself. Like when something goes really bad, like I'll feel bad for myself for 24 hours or so. Like, man, mm-hmm. that sucks. That sucks that happened. But after sure. that, I try to look back and go, hey, you know, you know, maybe this isn't as bad as you thought, you know. Right. Now you get, you know, even with the biggest thing, you know, being paralyzed. Well, now you have the opportunity to use your mind and learn Mm -hmm. and, you know, just all of these great gifts we have as humans to be able to use our mind and train it and learn new skills and communicate with people. And, you know, it's something we all have, something we all can use. And it's free to learn more or less. It is free. It is very free. You know, this is interesting because I think I've alluded to this in for sure in this podcast and my other podcast, I think I've talked about it a couple of times too. So I have a second podcast called 40 plus real men, real talk. And when I record, I, I typically record podcasts on a certain day of the week and 
you know, I might do two or three today. It's two podcasts that I'm recording for a future day. And it's ironic. And yet it's not even surprising to me that you on this podcast and then my guest on the other podcast brought this whole thing about communication up. Uh And he said something really powerful just literally less than an hour ago when we were recording that podcast. He said, one of the things I've learned is sometimes we need to communicate before we need to have to communicate. Right. And I thought this is really an interesting concept. It's like there's this need to have to have the conversation before we need to have the conversation, but we all miss it. Yeah. And when we miss it, that's always, always, always when we get in trouble. Yeah. And it's going to be a difficult conversation whether you do it up front or later. It just yeah. won't be quite as difficult as you do it up front. And exactly. You know, difficult and conversations I, suck. I still suck. I still struggle with that now. I mean, shoot, I lost yeah. Rick's email to provide him some information. <laughs> I gotta, you know, suck. and then I felt bad because I'm like, oh, I I saw that email come through, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, I'm re- re- I'm I'm sending a response, and then I got sidetracked, and then I was just getting ready to record the other podcast, and I saw it, I'm like, okay, I'll do this till I get done, and then the next thing I'm like, okay, I'm getting back to the to the email, and then suddenly. There it is. You sent me the stuff. So this is this is such a a yeah. perfect example of we get caught up in these things and then suddenly, hey, it's really not as big a deal as we thought it was. Yeah. It just you just kind of moved through life. Yeah. So but for me, I felt so like something an ass. and I was like, Jesus, like it's not hard for me to respond to an email, and I have so many freaking emails, I can't remember which one it's in, and I'm scouring right, right. my Outlook email, and the next thing I know, oh. Tyler, so it's right you brought in front of you in the other email, man. Exactly. You know? and, and, I, and I'm searching around for different things. Yeah. And this has happened twice today. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm pretty methodical in how I do stuff. And then there's moments where I'm like, okay, I know I put it in this space. And so, of course, I'm like, okay, I know I have Tyler's form that he just filled out all his stuff. And I'm like, why can't I find it? I know I, I always like, okay, when I get those in, I just yeah. move them to a folder on my email. And of course, my mind, and this is the interesting thing about our lovely little minds, and especially when you get to my age, and I'm never going to guys like, okay, at my age, you know, <laughs> da, 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 da. But, but it is interesting when you're like, okay, you know, the brain is working, but it's sometimes it's kind of tricky with you. And the brain was like, well, it's in that folder. It's in that folder. You know, it's in that folder. And of course, I'm thinking, why the fuck isn't it in this folder? Yeah. Well, the reason it wasn't in that folder is because my mind was in tune with my other podcast. And of course I'm in my other podcast folder going, why isn't it here? Why doesn't I see it? Oh, because he's not on that podcast. He's on the other yeah. one. And of course, as soon as the mind kicked in and said, Hey, wake up dummy. Yeah. It's like, okay, yep. There it is. It's sitting right there. Just kind of hiding in its own little closet over there, laughing its ass off at yep. me going, I've been here the whole freaking time. So, yeah. well, uh, I mean, but you said something just a minute ago that I, I, I found it. It was a very subtle, the way you said it. And I, I want to go back to it because as you were talking about communication and learning how to communicate and, and then you said, you know, and especially being a guy who has a, a business and, you know, and has employees. And then you, you kind of told the brief story, but it was such a subtle way you dropped that in. I want to make sure everybody got that piece. This is a guy who years ago was like, yeah, hey, I'm in construction. I work at Costco and I don't have to do anything. And now he's running a business. That shift alone, Tyler, must have been like a huge thing for you to realize the power of your own mind. Absolutely. I mean, it's just been remarkable and it's not, 
you know, I'm not extraordinary. We're, we're all similar this way that, you know, if we, you know, just focus our attention on something and, you know, set a goal and try to achieve yep. that goal, it, it can be done. I mean, shoot, if I can do it sitting in a wheelchair, you know, it, 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 anyone can do it. And it, it, yeah, it was really rewarding just kind of thinking, you know, even just being able to use a computer to apply for a business license. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven years ago, I'm, you know, watching television full time, you know, right. I mean, that was accomplishment in itself. And sure. it just, uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's just, you know, I've had setbacks, so, but I mean, I just, like you kind of mentioned is a lot of these things that happen to us, we think it's the end of the world. It's not. I mean, all the time, super tiny little things get me so frustrated and I have to mm-hmm. sit back and think to myself, really, what's the worst that can happen here? You know, right. you right. forgot to send Rick an email. We'll just ask him to send you another form. Like, it's okay. Like, right, right. you're going to get it. Like, no, no one's perfect. Right. And of course, yeah. So it's so interesting that we're having this conversation. So of course, in the midst of everything this afternoon, you know, you've sent me that email. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I, yeah, I'll get through it. And then I, and I was, I had the email reply ready to you and then it was said, no, no problem, Tyler. No big deal, but it's not a form. It's actually a link. And yeah. I never, and I'm like, okay, now I gotta go find the link because it's not something that's in my typical yeah, yeah. email. It's actually in my, my, my scheduling email. And then, you know, everything kind of went haywire. And of course, you know, the first place I started going right after I went, oh man, I need to get that, you know, and, I, and so I start beating myself up right. and then yet here we are having this conversation and both of us are like, okay, it really wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And, and those aren't that big a deal to me because I use, oh, I used to be anal retentive about that stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. if you don't get me this stuff before we do the, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. because I used to like, I have to have that. I have to have the entire show page. All this stuff needs to be built so that I only have to do this after the podcast is recorded. Right. And then I started thinking, why is that such an urgency? Why? I mean, this podcast that you and I are recording right now, it's not even going to, it's not even going to show up on the podcast until six weeks from now. So why am I like stabbing myself in the heart, stressing out going, Oh my God, I need, you know, I didn't do that today. Uh, Cause I've learned, I've learned it's like, Hey, it's okay. Now. Yes. If, if it just so happens that a guest thing is going to air next week, which I don't do that anymore. So that was part of learning to manage right. my own levels of stress and put some processes in place and going, okay, it's a rare occasion. Of course I do it to myself because now the shows that get really screwed up are the ones that I do solo. You know, it's like, oh crap, I guess I'm supposed to be doing a solo show and I haven't done anything, you know? So again, I'm working on the process here going, okay, you need to treat yourself like a guest too, Rick. You need to like, if you're going to do a solo show, Mm -hmm. you need to record those two or three weeks ahead of time, you know? So, but these things are so interesting because we box ourselves into these spaces and in your case, you're kind of boxed into a space, you know, you're there the rest of your life. And yet you keep going and you keep moving and you keep seeing your life continue to progress forward. So what's been the biggest shift in your own mental like perspective, your mindset mm-hmm. that you think has contributed to you finally going, come on, Tyler, man, get over it. Yeah. And you actually touched on this just a second ago, how we're so hard on each on ourselves and our minds. Mm-hmm. We're harder on ourselves than we are with anyone else, right? We have these mental narratives where we say, man, you dummy, why didn't you do this? You know, you're lazy, work harder, all of those things. And I have a lot of that 
you know, before my injury, after my injury, where I was incredibly hard on myself and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't productive. And, you know, one, like, you, you know, the thing that shifted was I tried to not only use my mind to be successful and goal oriented, but I right. try to use my mind to understand myself. Think, you know, Tyler, mm-hmm. why did you react that way? You know, what, right. what, what made you so angry when your caretaker, you know, dumped water all over you or here's a good one. I have a, a, a nurse and she's great. She's been with me since the day I came home. One night I'm in bed eating tortilla chips. She's super tired because, you know, she's got mm-hmm. a family, all this and that. And I'm about to eat a tortilla chip. And I look over and a spittoon of spit falls out mm-hmm. of her mouth right into my plate of food. And, you know, <laughs> Like I could have reacted like, are you seriously drooling in my food, you know, nurse? But, you know, what? it's not the end of the world just to ask for another plate of food. You know, Mm. I don't have to beat her up or beat myself up for thinking, well, that's what you get for eating in bed. You're trying to lose weight. Now you're eating in bed. This is what you get. Beating yourself up all the time. And I just think we're so hard on ourselves mentally, Mm -hmm. you know, harder on ourselves than anyone else. And believe me, I'm still a work on work in progress. I struggle with this all the time, but as we all are, if we're just kind to ourselves, you know, it Mm -hmm. is just, it's a good thing. And you know, that was the big shift was not beating myself up. Hey Tyler, you jumped into a lake, you're paralyzed. Not only did it affect you, it affected everyone around you, friends, mm-hmm. family, loved mm-hmm. ones. And mm-hmm. I would just tell myself, man, you're such an asshole. Why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, I had to get over it. You know, mm-hmm. I had to get out of that closet of beating myself up and blaming myself for everything. And, and that is a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. I mean, I, I did that for years after I came out of the closet. And there's even moments that still occur every once in a while that I'll, you know, something will get said or something will happen, especially if it's around my daughters, you know, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll step into that weird space in my head of, oh, this is happening because, you know, you were, you were a guy who came out of the, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it only takes, I get about that far and I'm like, bullshit, Rick, you know, that's not it. It has nothing to do with this, you know, but it's so interesting to see how deeply those tentacles go in our lives because once that habit of talking that way to ourselves is in place, mm-hmm. it's really, really, really hard to break. Yes. But we have to see it that it's a habit and it's a, a comfort. And I know this can sound crazy to everybody. Listen, it's a comfort that we've gotten used to even in the discomfort of talking trash to ourselves. Yeah, I agree. But the moment we, and then, then of course, to break out of that habit, we have to go get uncomfortable again yeah. <laughs> and uncomfortable being in that di- discomfort of breaking that habit before we can get back to where we really want to be. And so it's a wicked cycle, but mm-hmm. it can, it can be overcome. We just got to give ourselves permission. I think that's the biggest thing is, yeah. Hey, we got to recognize number one, this whole mindfulness sort of stuff is kind of what you've been talking about. Yeah. We got to be mindful of, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is exactly where I'm at. This is why I'm acting this way. And now, what do I want to do? But as soon as we're going to go, and in fact, I just had this conversation with my da- one of my daughters this afternoon. And I said, here's the thing. You're going to have to get uncomfortable in this to go through that and get on the other side of it. 
And part of what's making you uncomfortable is you've gotten really comfortable being in that space. That really is a space you don't like to be in, but it's become comfortable. And I know for me, one of the things that I find a huge amount of discomfort in is when I just react. And the moment I react and then I go, because I was raised in that kind of an environment and I'm not blaming, I'm just saying Uh I was raised in that. So this is how I know to do life at times. And the minute I start going off, I'm like, oh man, Rick, why are you doing this again? Why are you doing this again? And it takes that whole thing of walking through it, looking at it from a different perspective to go, okay, deep breath time, time to take a, you know, a chill pill, time to go, okay, and ask yourself the one question, how would you like to do this differently? Yeah, it's tough. You know, like you said, it's a, it's just the idea of almost accepting something that, you know, you don't want to tell yourself there's something wrong with you and get in that cycle, but right. you have to say, hey, I can improve here. Yes. You know, but I mean, imagine how hard it is to, you know, say, Tyler, you suck at communicating. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like, I don't want to be a sh- crappy communicator, but I am. Right. So, right. you know, uh, you know, just the acceptance is the first mm-hmm. step and a huge part, accepting that I'm a quadriplegic, accepting yep. that I am not going to be going to the gym. People aren't going to look at me the same, which was something that was important to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And just it take it took a long time to just you know accept that and kind of step out of my closet of, all right, man, things are different. Um, yes. It's okay, you know. You're alive. Your family loves you. You know. In fact, mm-hmm. your mom probably likes. She gets to spend time with you all the time now. So yep. you know, I mean, it's you know, you're not a burden. Um, you know, you can just kind of you know move forward. And Absolutely. it's still a work in progress. I definitely have not figured all of this out. Um, and I probably never will, or at least I hope I don't because right. I would like to be able to continue to improve. And if you have it all figured out, you can improve. Absolutely. And it's just been an incredible journey kind of learning mm. how my mind works. And mm-hmm. I think it's something anyone can do. And it is something. And, and before we wrap it up here, I want to touch on, you know, what you've, what your mind being able to go to that space has created because your business is very, it's very fascinating to me. It's something that Tyler and I have talked about in our other, <clears throat> other world of helping him start to build a business as a speaker and stuff. But you have taken this tragedy, mm-hmm. this change in life, and you've turned it into a very fascinating business. So give the listeners a little bit of insight of what exactly it is you're doing in this business. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, you know, a huge part of my story was using technology to be independent. And mm-hmm. I did the nonprofit thing. Well, I still am doing the nonprofit thing for four years. And, you know, it's really hard to raise money. And I came across a uh, system technology grant the state of Washington provides to anyone living with a disability. And I had a really hard time getting it. The caseworker for me didn't know how it works. I didn't know how it works. Um, I happened to know what kind of technology I needed, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect other people to know that. So I became a pre-approved vendor with the state of Washington so I can provide these services to people with disabilities at no cost to them because it's covered through the state of Washington. So, you know, Mm -hmm. they work with me. Um, I could do an assessment, say, hey, First of all, what's important to you? Because what's important yeah. to them may not be important to me. So, you know, right. maybe you don't want to go back to school. So let's not worry about that. Maybe I came across a guy, he really loves making YouTube videos. Um, 
about movie reviews. That's what's important mm -hmm. to him. He could care less about a computer. Well, let's set him up with a GoPro so he can do it by voice so his parents don't have to drag in the camera every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from there, you know, we can do the assessment. We can sell the equipment. We can do the installation and training and just get them all set up so they can use technology to meet whatever need they want. And it, it, it what it is, isn't important. You know, me, mm -hmm. it, it's not about what I think is important. It's about what's important to them and yeah. using technology to meet those needs. And, yeah. you know, so that's kind of that part. Rick mentioned, you know, I'm dipping my toe into public speaking, just, you know, sharing my story, you know, it may be as good for me as it is for the audience just to get up there and overcome some fears. Um, talk about this tragic event. Talk to Rick now yeah. about what happened. I mean, it's not something that's really comfortable to talk about, to be honest. With you, yeah. you know? I mean, exactly. I don't like to relive that moment when my parents were sitting mm. above me and I had tubes coming out of my neck and I was like, shit, man, you fucked up, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, uh, but it's good to talk about it and, you know, feel those feelings again and, you know, other than that, you know, I do some uh, consulting, um, you know, just on making sure, you know, devices, computers, phones, apps are accessible to people like me. I did a uh, uh, accessibility review for an iPhone app called Speako. It's like a public speaking thing. They use data analysis. Mm -hmm. You upload your speech and they tell you how your pace is, um, filler words, all that type of stuff. I'm really into data mm -hmm. analysis kind of through advanced analytics and baseball. It's just something that's interesting to me. So, you know, we would go through and see, okay, Tyler controls his cell phone differently. He, for the video audience, I have a little straw I blow into to move my chair. Right. Well, I can switch modes. Mm -hmm. So when I blow into that straw, it controls my cell phone, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, but this app wasn't, you know, developed with my software I used to control my cell phone in mind. I mean, I wouldn't expect that, but right. I appreciated they were willing to try to resolve that. It's fantastic. And, you know, I said, hey, this is where it works. This is where it doesn't work. And this is how to fix it. And so really any piece of technology, um, you know, I'm always happy to just kind of run through it and, you know, check it out myself, pass it along to my friends, you know, see, because everyone does things a little different, see what they think, you know, hey, Tyler, this doesn't work good here. And then just pass along that information back to the app developer, the company, whoever. That's awesome. And I'm going to tell a little secret about Tyler that happened. So we started recording this podcast and he had told me a couple of weeks ago that, you know, he was having some storm issues and everything up in his area. And so we didn't end up recording then. And so then we're recording this podcast that we are now doing right now and probably not even a minute into it. I'd barely done the intro and everything and he had some issues with his connection and everything. So I want all of you to just be in that moment. Okay, you're in this moment where some technology is going crazy. Well, the first thing I do is I reach for my mouse. I started like pounding away on my keyboard, all this sort of stuff. And Tyler came back on. We used Zoom um, conference calling to do these recordings. And he came back on and said, sorry, I need to adjust some stuff. Okay, now I want you all to remember, he is paralyzed from the neck down. And literally within a minute of coming back on and adjusting some stuff and closing some stuff. And I'm listening to say, okay, you know, I think I'm going to close Excel. And then, you know what? I think I'm just going to close everything. And I'm sitting here listening to this. And of course, I'm not thinking much about it because I already know him. But then here we are now at the end of the podcast talking about this. This is the sort of stuff he has figured out and continues to figure out. 
that most of us would be sitting here pounding on our keyboards, cursing and swearing, throwing our mouses against the wall, all this sort of stuff, but he is doing this through the use of technology as someone who is completely paralyzed from the neck down. Well, thank so you. I just want that to set in because I think it's a perfect example of when you uncloset yourself to believe that A, you're worthy, capable, and you deserve to go do and be whoever you want to be in the world that you can make it happen. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for you, Tyler, of being here and allowing us to share this kind of a story and to also letting the universe make something happen that I'm hoping will have really great impact because just the little bit of us not being able to do the podcast at first and everything, I think it really kind of brings it home um, and really showcases what's capable when we allow ourselves to be there. Yeah. Well, let me leave the audience with this. Okay. And this has to do with computers. The first thing I do if I get the use of my arms back is go all office space on these things, Rick. Because <laughs> even though I was able to get those closed Excel and stuff, they drive me nuts too. Well, thank you, Tyler, for being here. We will have links and everything to Tyler's company and where you can reach out to him, get to know him a little bit better. But um, thanks for being an inspiration, man. And I'm so grateful to the universe for bringing us together. And you've been an amazing guest to talk to. My pleasure, Rick. I, I have enjoyed getting to know you. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.